the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Coparis, and I want to thank all of our listeners all over the world for your continued support. Without you, uh, well, we'd be doing the show and I'd be listening to myself, and that's no fun. Uh, today on the show, we are going to have a very extremely special guest. She was, and I have to emphasize the word, was a member of the Pussycat Dolls, but she has embarked on a solo career that will knock your socks off. Trust me, this is not just another pretty face in the crowd. She is the real deal. Now, before we bring her on the line, I have to give uh, you some information. Our listeners can actually call in when the show is live, uh, so get a pen, write this down. The number is 323-215-1446. That's 323-215-1446. If the show is not live, actually, you can just go and uh, leave a message or uh, ask a question or leave a comment. Uh, Leave your feedback on the show, whatever you want to do. And if it's interesting enough, we may bring it on the show. Also, if you're on Twitter, then shoot me out some questions or comments while uh, we're live, or even if we're not live. And again, if it's interesting enough, we will read them off to our guests. And you'll know who our guests are just by going to ucwmagazine.com, and uh, everything's on there. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow me and ask away. Now, without further ado... Let's patch in a recording artist that is just beginning to spread her wings and will soar to the top of the music charts very shortly. Trust me on this. Here is the talented and beautiful Kaya Jones. Kaya, thank you so much for joining us today on UCW Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the line with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be on the line with you. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, We always appreciate, appreciate the time that our guests put aside for us. Um, Kaya, most people are familiar with you as being a member of the uh, Pussycat Dolls, but there is so yeah. much more to you than that. You know, <laughs> there, there is so much. Oh, more. yeah. You started out uh, with a deal uh, way back when with R. Kelly, if I'm not mistaken. And this is correct. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna go into that in a second, but then you took a stab at the Pussycat Dolls. I just wanna just wanna give our listeners just a little overview of things. And I heard some of your new stuff. Uh, one in particular, your your uh, your new uh, single, Hollywood Doll, which we're going to go into as we move along. Um, but I want people to know about the real Kaya Jones, the solo recording artist, not uh, a member of the Pussycat Dolls, a woman with some brains behind a pretty smile. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping you up. Big time, but there no, we go. Yeah, but, but you know what? It, it's, it's everything is earned. It's not. I, I mean, anytime I speak uh, highly of someone, it's not because of anything, but uh, you know what they've done, what they've done, where they came from, and and they earned uh, every word that comes out of my mouth. Uh, but the good stuff, anyway. The bad stuff, sometimes too. I don't know. But uh, can you tell us uh, how you ventured into the music business? Um. Well, you know, it was actually a lot of it was 
fluke and by chance. I had studied acting and dancing, and I just, you know, I knew I wanted to perform, and I didn't know I could sing. And a friend of mine, um, who was a great singer, said, hey, why don't you come to this audition? You know, it was for a tribute act for actually Britney Spears for her first single, Baby One More Time, and I was 12 years old. So I just mimicked Britney Spears and... I ended up getting the job, and they were like, yeah, you're going to be in a tribute act to Britney Spears and travel around and cruise ships and, you know, make some decent money for yourself, and my mom was going to come with me because I was so young, Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I think I'd rather go all the way, and I, I would rather have someone impersonate me, so I turned it down and ended up, um, then just auditioning for everyone I could, you know, get in front of me. And uh, finally got signed with R. Kelly. So that was the first big, you know, leap. And um, he had so much belief in me uh, at the time. And, you know, just kind of really put a lot of training into me and and, um, making me the best possible R&B singer. And uh, that's how it kind of all came together and started. It kind of found me. I didn't really find it. So... But it was awesome. It was definitely awesome to work with Robert and um, such a, a classy guy when it comes to working and music. And he trained me so well that by the time I left him and then went into, you know, this punk rock um, band um, with Capitol Records, I was just a little bit more groomed and ready. And then by the time I was 18 and was with the Dolls, it was I was definitely at a better place, I think, musically, to receive being in such a, you know, well-known group. You went, you went, you took a lot of roads, and I, I find that interesting. Because, you know, so it's in the beginning. I have, I have. You would, you would think that, like, I'm 40 in, in music, because it's, it's been a long journey, and it's mm-hmm. been very, it, I have worked every single, you know, year consistently to, um, to just be a little bit more focused and, and stronger as an entertainer. You know, I want I want to put the best show on possible and and do the best that I can. So now that I'm on my own, it's, you know, the, I, the ante has to go up. And, you know, I don't want people to just go, oh, yeah, that was the girl from the dolls. I want them to really go, wow, you know, how did they let that go? <laughs> so you got to up the ante. Without a doubt. I find, you know, your, your story is interesting how you saw it because I speak to a lot of recording artists and uh, the female recording artists anyway that tell me, yeah, they started out in acting and things of that nature and just progressed to uh, music, which I find really yeah. interesting. You know, but in the beginning, your parents, they were supportive of you. They, they, they backed you up. They backed up your dream. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, my mom was, you know, came from a family. Our family was very like, you know, you go to school, you become a doctor, a lawyer, you get an education. And my mom was an artist. She, you know, studied in Paris um, and very bohemian and very um, open to when I said I wanted to entertain. And she was very supportive. I mean, she, when I signed with R. Kelly and they had an advisor and literally a guardian with me because I was so young, my mom gave her job, gave up everything, you know, and moved to the United States because my mother is not an American. My father's an American. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming from Canada and my mom being Jamaican, she just gave up her her work and, mm-hmm. you know, everything, sold, you know, the house and everything and just packed everything up to come with me to make sure that I had the best, you know, 
person with me, which is my family. So yeah. she was just incredibly supportive and understanding. And, um, you know, I think that's important. Whenever you're trying to do something, when you have parents or friends that are very supportive of you, it's it's a lot easier to do it than when you don't have anyone to lean on. Well, without a doubt, I want to give uh, kudos out to your mama because I just feel, if she, <laughs> I just want to hug her, you know, because that right there, and and, and, it's, and it's funny how a lot of a lot of kids get involved in the entertainment industry and they're lost. You know, your mom made yeah. sure that hey, you know what? I'm her mother. I'm there for you, and she helped you to get where you where you're going because your journey is not even close to being. You're not even close to being anywhere near a reaching where you need to get to. You know, it's a, it's a <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so you're this. This is the beginning steps well for you. Yeah. Well, that, but uh, now that you had a development contract with R. Kelly, uh, you were doing that stuff, and then you went to pop. Yeah. I mean, you went from pop to punk music. That uh, I mean, sorry, from um, yeah, from R and B to punk, then to pop yeah. music, and you got me all confused. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Well, you know, when when R. Kelly, it was really, and I think this. Hopefully, this is eye-opening for a lot of people who go through this journey in music and in entertainment. You know, with R. Kelly, it was amazing and blissful and a lot of hard work. But um, just as we were getting ready to kind of really push the the gears into drive and get me a deal, because I was with a production deal with him at the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, Aaliyah dies. 9-11 happened, yeah. and the entire music industry kind of just shut down. I don't know if a lot of people remember that, but, you know, he had me sign, and he had two other acts, Gaudi and Boo, and they were on the song Fiesta, and, uh, you know, Cash Money, they bought them out, but no one knew who I was. I was this little, you know, teenage girl who could sing, and, you know, I, I didn't have a name for myself at that time, so when the music industry kind of hit a wall, um, no one worked. Everyone was kind of, I think the whole country was in just a, a loss at that moment. So I was basically shelved and, um, he wouldn't release me. <laughs> so I begged him like, will you please let me go out of my contract? And, um, and he finally did in the terms that I would, um, you know, just yeah, sing under a new name. And so I had to change my name and, get out of that contract and then when uh, I auditioned for the vice president of capital Julian Raymond and Andy Slater who was the president at the time um, they thought that I just you know at the time Avril Lavigne was coming out it was a lot about the punk rock and just strong women being very edgy and so they thought that I was going to probably do the best job singing punk rock music okay. and um, you know when you're 16 and you're uncertain of where you know you want to go and someone says hey this is what we think you should do and you know you just want to sing you you sometimes don't listen to the signs of maybe this isn't the right direction for me you go well you know I'm getting to sing right. so if I'm getting to sing gospel or R&B or punk rock whatever it is I'm just getting to sing and mm -hmm. I, instead of doing it for the right reasons I was doing it for I just want to sing and um, that's why the punk rock situation didn't work because mm -hmm. I was it it was me, but it but it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. So the edgy part of me was like, yeah, I get to do this, and the other part of me was like, but this isn't me, and you're lying to your fans and you're lying to your audience, and you can't do that. So that's why I stopped singing punk rock and you know auditioned 
with 2,000 girls and uh, got down to 200 girls, to 40 girls, to 20, and then to two. And that's when I became a pussycat doll. Hmm. So it's, it's been quite a journey. Oh, but, is. you know, sometimes when you're, uh, when you're just wanting to perform, you do things for the wrong reasons. And, hmm. you know, coming from R. Kelly and then getting these opportunities to sing, I, I went down some paths of singing music that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. But, but you know something, I think that things in life happen for a reason. I think that all these things that transpire happen for a reason because it's better to learn it now or early on than later on. Exactly. Yeah, so you learned a lesson and anyone, any any potential or any future singers or recording artists that are listening to this interview right now, you know, listen to what Kai is saying because you, if you aren't true to yourself, how are you going to be true to your fans? And, and that's the thing is that you can't lie to your audience. You cannot lie to people. I mean, I, and that's, it's true to every art form because what ends up happening is they come to your show and they go, well, this is, this isn't who you are. And they sniff you out right away because the fans aren't stupid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it ends up hurting you if you're not true to them and you're not true to yourself and no one can do you better than you. So instead of trying to be something that you're not, it's, you know, it's taken me now how many years to finally find me. But, you know, it's it's important to find you mm-hmm. because then you can do the best job possible and people will receive it well. And talking about finding you, I'm just going to say, and this is just, you know, I, I, I was online and I was uh, just doing my research. And basically I came across a video of you when you were singing without all the, the glitz and the glamour and, and all the studio uh, fancy schmancy stuff, it was you singing. And I got to tell you, you have a set of lungs on you. You can sing. And that's something that a lot oh. of people, well, that's something a lot of people, uh, when they, a lot of, you know, music lovers, they may listen to pop music and say, oh, wow, you know, like the Pussycat Dolls, you know, they, you have, they have all those hit songs, but, you know, Flash in a Pan type of stuff. Um, Listen, after you know, listening to those songs, I said, "Yeah, flash in a pan." When I heard you perform, I, don't, I forget what you were singing, and I, I think it—I um, forget we was in some club, but anyway, you were performing it, and I said, "Wow!" I said, "You can have longevity in this business," and that is a big oh, difference. Wow. That's a big difference, you know, to to have yeah. a, a flash in a pan and 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 go out there and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's happening right now at the moment because this is what the uh, this is what the promoters want uh, this is what I'm going to be like you said you know you weren't you wouldn't be true to yourself if you didn't do what you love to do the way you do it so you can be with your fans f- for a long time you know uh, you look at exactly a Tor- you look at a Tori Amos she is who she is she sings the way she sings exactly she has longevity yeah I mean there's so many great artists out there and I think you know if you know even Alicia Keys you look at Alicia Keys you know Alicia Keys was signed at 12 years old yeah. and a lot of people didn't hear her sing until she was 22 um, just because the wrong people had their hands on her until she found the right home Mm -hmm. and it was the right timing. You know, timing's everything too. Um, But yeah, I mean, music is such a big part of my life and Mm -hmm. that's why I love singing anthems and at my live shows. You know, a lot of people, it's funny because I start my set out acapella. All my shows, I start it without any music and I just, sing completely acapella and then I asked the DJ to you know drop my drop my set and um, it's so great because you just see people I think they perceive 
I don't know if it's because I came from a girl group or or what it is, yeah. but I think they perceive you that you're not going to come out and give them their money's worth. Mm -hmm. And when you do, it, it makes such a difference. And they're so happy and excited. And, mm -hmm. you know, just right there, you've won over, you know, even if it's only one person in that group of people, because mm -hmm. that's what it's about. It's about people going, wow, you know, I, I heard someone that was really cool and I enjoy their music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it is important to make sure that you're true to your fans and, and you know, you, you sing live, like, you know, even if it's raw and even if it's not glamorous and perfect, mm -hmm. you're giving you're giving a piece of yourself in that performance. It's yeah. important to sing live. Well, without a doubt, and I think you know, and, and I'm glad <sighs> that you that you hit on that because a lot of people, a lot of uh, well, music fans. I keep saying people, but uh, you know, music uh, fans <laughs> that listen to pop music, and I'm just going to the to the girl band or the boy bands or something. Well, just stick with the girl bands because you're a girl and you're on the show. So with the, <laughs> with the girl groups and uh, the the pop girl groups, and they, you know, they these are things that are created in an office. You know, you have um, uh, these guys that come together and say, oh, we want to put this together. Great, it's a fantastic idea. They do it so they can market. They make a marketing machine. So without a doubt, it is yeah. successful. But as far as being artistic, as far as being talented, as far as being able to stand in front of 10,000 people with no music, maybe just a guitar and sing like Pink does, that's something that I know that yeah. you can do. That is a different story altogether. Yeah. That's a different it's, animal altogether. It is. It really is. And I think that that's, you know, ultimately what it came down to. I sort of wanted to sing pop music, but I wasn't being, you know, I was in a situation where I was performing in front of all of these amazing fans, and I mean thousands of fans for the dolls, and working with some amazing people, you know, just everyone that you can name, you know, we had Scarlett Johansson coming in and Gwen Stefani and such huge people that were coming and performing with us. And, you know, a quick story because, you know, it just comes to mind of when you talk about being yourself in the industry. Um, it was at the Palms Hotel and uh, Gwen Stefani was her birthday. Mm -hmm. And she was looking at all the dolls and she looked at me and she goes, you're so lucky. You get to be a pussycat doll. They put makeup on you and they do your hair and you just go out and you be a star she's like you know I had to work so hard to be Gwen Stefani mm -hmm. and I looked at her and I it was just such a clarity in that moment that I was not in the right situation I looked at her and I said yeah but you get to be Gwen Stefani that's why it took you that long mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why it's cool because it took you 15 years to get there and people believe you because it's you Mm -hmm. Like, that is the journey, you know. It's not about putting hair and makeup on and coming out and I'm a pussycat doll. Because I wasn't. I mean, I never felt like it was a good fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that story kind of sums up when I started to think about, is this where I want to be? Right. Well, people should understand, too, so, and I, I just want to clarify this, is that you, you have no regrets as far as what you've done, but you evolved. No as an artist and that's why you are on the path that you are right now because you found who, what you're supposed to be doing and I think yeah. that, that listeners should understand that that you're not in any way shape or form saying anything negative about your time with them but you had a moment of color oh no you know it was awesome yeah. you know what I mean I it was a great experience and it's amazing to say that that was a part of of my journey yeah. it's just that there came a time where you know I didn't 
I didn't agree with mm-hmm. the, the direction it was taking, and I and I was ready to to try and see if I could do something different. You know, when the message mm-hmm. changed, when it's when it was a girl group and it was about all of us, and we all were strong and we were all doing yeah. our own thing. It was great, and then somewhere it changed, yeah. and it didn't. It wasn't a girl group anymore. And I said, you know, I can't lie to fans. Yeah. I can't do this. And there were so many great fans, young kids that are like, wow, you're a pussycat doll. And it was just like, if you knew what was going on here, you wouldn't be saying that. Right. You know, and I, and I don't think people see that. They don't see caution. This is a lie. No. You know, they see, they see the glamour. Product. They, they see the finished product. They see the, the lights, the yeah. glitz, the glamour, everything that comes on stage and all the, the pie, the, Pyro and everything else that comes up. That's what they exactly. Say. Yeah, they, they don't see but, what But, you know, at the same the time, screen. it was really cool to be a part of it. But there just comes a time when something stops being fun. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, yeah. you should stop doing it and find something that's, you know, going to bring your passion back. Mm-hmm. And I needed to find my passion. I, I really lost the passion of music. Well, I'll give a comparison to this. It's like it's like being in high school and you're hanging around with your friends and everything. Everything's fun, but until life starts kicking in, you know, once you get out of high school, you have to either go to college. Well, hopefully, most people are going to college. Most kids are going to college, but exactly. you know, life changes. You evolve and you start finding what you're doing. And that moment of clarity that you had, I think that's an awesome story because there comes a time in anyone's life where you have that moment of clarity, like holy cow, you know, wow, right. Um, Am I doing something wrong? Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing is to keep to keep the formula true. If I had stayed, you know, it probably would have the energy would have been different, and maybe it would have been a different situation. And at the same time, I wouldn't have gotten to become Kaya. You know what I mean? And and I think that that's the thing is that you know there just comes time and a place where transition has to happen, and it's a scary thing. I won't lie to you. I was a little nerve-wracked when I was like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mother, again, really supportive mm-hmm. and just said, if this is what you want to do, I support you. I had a lot of people who were just like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you're you- leaving this huge, you know, amazing pop group. You're, you're insane. But you know the thing is, and, you know, pop groups come and go. You know, the longevity, and I mentioned that before, longevity in the music business, as you, as you stated, is staying true to yourself, staying true to your fans, because you're true to your fans. You're not going to lose those fans as you get older. No, you don't, and they really grow with you, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is that I have a ton of fans that are with me now on this journey of Hollywood Doll and my solo project that were my fans when I was a doll, and they didn't understand why I left. And now that I'm, you know, releasing this new record in 2010 and you know, we have the new single out. A lot of people are finally going like, why did you leave? And it's a good way that now they can hear what I'm doing and they can, and they can hear why I left, you know, that it wasn't a, you know, a crazy, um, situation. It was just, it was time. And, and, um, cause I think a lot of people were, that was the thing. A lot of my fans were upset and they were mad at the dolls. Well, you know, why did she leave or, or what happened there? Why doesn't she get to sing? Or they, that's the thing. They, they always ask, you know, the questions, and it's hard when you can't answer them. Yeah, but I'm happy that now I can I can start to answer those questions. But so that's good. But you know, you know what's what's interesting, Matt? You, what you just said, your fan, some fans got upset with you, or they didn't understand why you left. That That's the equivalent of, equivalent of you starting out 
uh, singing or performing a certain way, then you change up as you get older. It doesn't work because you yeah. start losing your fan base. You know, yeah. again, it, it comes down to again, just I'm gonna sound redundant, but being true to you and your fans and everything else, and and that's the way to go. And you you have you have a stranglehold on that. I yeah, think. you have to. I mean, it's it's I'm I'm a huge fan of you know Michael Jackson, Madonna. I mean, you know Jimi Hendrix, and that's the thing is that when you talk about being a fan, the whole point of being a fan or enjoying someone's music is you're kind of living through them in a way, mm -hmm. and you enjoy what they're doing because they could be your friends, or you relate to them in some way, mm -hmm. and so your fans are the same way I'm a fan, and I have fans, you, you have to recognize that it's cathartic and it's a journey for them, mm -hmm. so, you know, the confusion will happen when they're not they're not certain what you're doing or what your choices are, which is why communication is really important as an artist. And, you know, with this new album, I've just, it, it's been a lot of work and, you know, Hollywood doll, it's, it's about my journey mm -hmm. in the dolls and where I am now. So hopefully I'll answer some questions. Well, I, I think, you know, well, I, I want to talk about that in a second, but I, you know, I think that a lot of uh, your fans, if they're listening to this, they're getting a treat because usually, you know, when you're uh, being uh, interviewed or something, usually it's like a two or three minute thing, five minute thing, that type of situation. And a lot of people, they, they don't take the opportunity to find out the real you. And honestly, I am thrown back a little bit by what, what we're talking about because, I mean, it shows a real, true journey. It's, it's an inspirational journey. And I really didn't expect that in this interview, but I'm glad that it came about. <laughs> no, I'm glad that it came about because, you know, the people that we have on the show that, that I speak to, uh, most of them have inspirational stories, and this is another one, and I, uh, I'm glad that we touched on all of that because you know, you're not a canned person. You weren't uh, created. You don't, you don't fall out of a cookie-coated mold type of situation. You are who you are, and you're developing uh, yourself so that you have that longevity. And and, I, and, yeah. I, and a lot of listeners that may not be familiar with you, uh, you know, even you know, I think prior to the Pussycat Dolls when you're doing that, uh, you were, you did some stuff uh, in Eminem's video and things like that. I don't want to get into too many uh, yeah. quote unquote canned questions with stuff, you know, that everybody can find any, any, anywhere else. But you, there's a lot more to you than what than meets the eye because you're not uh, you're not just uh, some pop uh, you know songstress out there trying to uh, impress some teeny boppers you know, you're looking for something more than that and I think that's fantastic um, you, you, thank you yeah, you're welcome you've done marketing stuff you, uh, you've done a lot of stuff over the years the one thing that I found very interesting and really you know threw me back a little bit again, uh, was that I found out that you were involved in the soundtrack for the uh, Shark Tale. And you won, yeah. a, you won a Golden Globe for that? No, I actually, um, that was the Shark Tale soundtrack I did with um, the Pussycat Dolls. And um, I won a Golden Globe. Um, this is a funny story again. Okay. But uh, I uh, was recording in England with Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics mm -hmm. for the Dolls. And... Dave said, Kaya, what's your, what's your dream? And I said, well, I have two dreams. And he was like, okay, well, what are they? And I said, um, well, the first one is to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. But in order to do that, you have to win a Grammy. So that kind of cancels it out. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, what's the second dream? And I said, I really want to sing background vocals for Mick Jagger. That just would be amazing because mm -hmm. I love the Rolling Stones. I think they're so talented. 
And uh, he said, you know, funny that you say that. I think Mick would really like your voice because mm-hmm. you have a very thick sound. And um, he called me in one day in L.A. and said, uh, come down to the studio. Mm-hmm. And I went down. And uh, it was Mick Jagger in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is insane. That's awesome. And, um, and, I, and I met Mick, and he was so awesome and so cool. Such a really nice man. And, um, yeah, he said, come down tomorrow. We'll do, you know, background vocals for the Alfie movie soundtrack for a song called Old Habits Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the Blind Leaving the Blind as well, but uh, Old Habits Die Hard was the one, the song, the title song that won the Golden Globe. And so I go down there the next day, and they introduce me to this girl. They're like, yeah, this is Katy Perry. And this is in 04, 05. Okay. And uh, Katy was signed, and they had just dropped her. And so me and Katy are doing background vocals, and, you know, that became the beginning of when I met her and, you know, and her journey in music and, you know, getting dropped and then getting re-signed and now she's Katy Perry, you know what I mean? And everyone now knows her name and, but it was funny, it was me and Katy that did background vocals for Mick Jagger and it ended up winning a Golden Globe, so look at that. <laughs> see, but that, but that had not, that was just you and Mick doing it and, and, and that's, that's... It, yeah, it was it was me, Mick, and and Katy Perry, and oh. it was it's so funny. Yeah, see, that's why I I, I mentioned that not because of the, uh, the the pussycat doll thing, but because of the you thing. This is something that you did that you accomplished, and I think that's yeah off the charts. I mean, to 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 sit there and and perform with Mick Jagger, wow, that's amazing. No, it was it was very cool to be in the vocal booth with Mick, yeah. and um, <laughs> you know, he's. He's like one take Charlie, you know, he does things in one take, two takes. So, um, you know, it was to work with such a genius and, you know, to make him happy. And we finished the vocals in no time. Me and Katie were done. We were in and we were out. And it was just so cool to to work with him and um, to have it on my resume. And at the time, I was getting ready to leave the dolls. So it it felt good to, to be asked to do that. And it, and it and made me realize, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm making the right decision. And I'm in it for the creative aspect of it. You know, if you are creative and you do a good job in any field that you choose, mm-hmm. you will be successful. But you can't do it for the success mm-hmm. and not for the craft. Right. Because then it just, I can't stay in a group just to be famous if it's not going to be me. I'd rather become myself. Mm-hmm. And if I do a good job and people like it, then the reward comes. Right, and and, and that that's that's a good lesson to be learned because you went from a moment of clarity to validating your move with performing with Mick Jagger uh, for the Shark Tale soundtrack to now where you're going. So yeah, your journey is interesting, and and and, and really, I mean, I'm just still like thrown back a little bit, uh, but I'm getting used to this with you, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are, are you doing any, uh, beyond your amazing stuff that you have going on, and before we talk about the uh, Hollywood doll, are you doing any endorsement deals currently, you know, for, for anything? And, and, and on top of um, that, well, I'm, again, I'll let you answer that first. Um, we have a, actually, it's, it's, it's funny you're asking this now, because there's, you know, the, the release of the first single, and we're pushing it, and there's a lot of different um, people that are getting involved, and, you know, I have a few different shows coming up, that um, I'm opening up for, you know, some huge artists. Um, 
so everything's kind of it's it's slowly coming together and I don't want to say exactly who we're um talking to but yes we um actually have a few different endorsement Good. deals and um you know everything's now getting to a place because the you know album is coming in 2010 mm -hmm. this is kind of the last leg of making sure everything is perfect for mm -hmm. next year when you know the second single happens and um and the album comes and mm -hmm. it's it's moving along really really well mm -hmm. so it's i'm excited well, i'm very excited well i think you have a blockbuster thing that's going to go on you know you have you have a lot of important <laughs> people but you have a lot of important people you spoke about your mom and the support you're getting from her and again i, I throw her, i throw her out a, a mental hug because, I mean, it's always great to get the support <laughs> from Mama. Uh, but you also have a dynamite management team behind you. You have Phil Stamper. You know, he's the jam. He's been, he's there with you uh, doing uh, his thing and helping yeah. to get you to the next level. And I think yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Phil yeah, no, I do. I have, a, I have an awesome team of people and the different producers that, you know, I've been working with. And um, it's good. You know, it's definitely good. And, and the people that I've, you know, worked with met and you know stayed in contact with or stayed friends with and you know they've always been so supportive and you know including mick you know mm -hmm. he's always like send me your song i want to hear what you're doing now just so supportive and that's important you know when you work with people and you meet people in this industry mm -hmm. you know to have their support yeah. that when you look up to someone like him or, or anyone in particular you know it's, it's great when they're supportive of you um, so it's a good time and it's awesome. It is good to hear that a guy like Mick Jagger doesn't put himself on a pedestal when he's working with someone, you know, like, like you just coming out of the box, coming from a, from a pop group and, and doing that stuff, you know, he becomes real. And uh, I mean, for him to, to do that with you is amazing. And I, you know, props to him for, for being a real, a real guy and a real person. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in the industry, and you would totally, you know, the people that are super talented and been in the industry a long time, they are so, you know, straight from the heart and good people. And it's funny to hear stories about how people think they are, and they're not that way. You know, with R. Kelly, I've had people say, well, is he mean? Is he anything like, you know, what I've read? And, you know, R. Kelly is, so nice and so professional um and you know Mick Jagger so professional so nice you know just both very very good um men to have worked with I, I think that people what they do they believe the media and I have I have this conversation with a lot of people they believe the media and they, they believe what they see or what's in front of them and then they believe all the rumors you know until you meet a person yeah. face to face you can't pass judgment I hate when people do that you can't you can't you, know, you have to meet the people <laughs> you don't believe the hype yeah exactly you never believe don't the believe hype. the hype that's exactly you know people shouldn't believe the hype know for yourself you know and that's it that's the bottom line yeah and including if you're if the hype is about you never believe in your own hype because it'll disappear ah good like point that. I like that I like that 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 uh, in, injection there. Now, uh, Kaya, um, I know you can't talk about what you have going on. I know you have a lot of fantastic things going on, and that's going to continue to happen. Uh, but this is just uh, something that I uh, came up with. Uh, do, you, do you see yourself doing any television or film uh, projects down the road? Not now, but down the road? 
Because you have, um, to, you, no, you, have, you, have, you have to look I mean, for it. You have to look. You have the personality. You have the attitude. You have the work ethic. So I just figured I'd throw that out there. It, no, you know, it's funny that you said that. It's definitely something that you're going to see from me in the future. Um, you know, right now it's just completely focused on Hollywood Doll, you know, the single that we're promoting right now and um, the new album that's coming in 2010. But we are, um, we have been meeting with different people and it's, it is something that will happen soon after the album definitely awesome awesome that's definitely. what i wanted that's what i wanted to hear because i know you have a you started out with that and you built up to where you are so uh, i figured that'd just be a natural now we're going to talk about hollywood doll your new single tell us all about it tell you all about it yeah what do you want to know well, I mean, how, <laughs> um, how, how did you come how did it come about you know what you know give people an overview of what it's um, about it, it came about, it's actually a song that was written in uh, 2005 for a girl group called Clea from um, the UK. And uh, it never ended up happening, you know, with the song for them. And uh, my producer, um, you know, said, I think I have a song. I'm going to send it to you. And, you know, I heard it and we, you know, messed around with a couple words here and there just to make it more for me. Um, and the writers were okay with it, and, um, you know, we went in and we recorded it, and it, it was so much fun, and it was a good way of just kind of, you know, therapeutic talking about, you know, the, the Hollywood drama, you know, there's always going to be haters and people that, you know, try to bump you off course, mm -hmm. but, you know, at the end of it, it doesn't matter, just stay true to you, mm -hmm. so... The, the song was great, and it was awesome to record, and we've just been doing a ton of shows because we're introducing it to the fans. It's the new song, and it's an introduction. It's, it's not, you know, I never felt that it was going to be this massive hitting anyone over the head. I, I wanted everyone to get, you know, I wanted to get everyone's attention with, I am a former doll. This is Hollywood doll, the drama of Hollywood, and, you know, this is an introduction to my album. So it's in a good way, the introduction, the beginning, you know, the first page of what's to come. Mm -hmm. but the album, the album is really good and I'm really proud and excited about it because the amount of people that we've had work on it and, you know, they're involved. It's, I, I really hope that people like it. Oh, I think that they're going to love it. I heard it and I like it and I love it. <laughs> and, and, and more more than that, you know, uh, yeah, because you mentioned that it's um, like a new page. It's a new page and a new chapter for you, because yeah. uh, this is setting the stage for where you're going to be. You know, Kaya Jones is going to be on top of her game, and then the way you know, just just hearing about your work ethic, that says a lot about who you are as a person. And, uh, and I think it's fantastic. Now, do you have any appearances or anything else going on uh, that uh, our listeners or your fans uh, should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, um, I have a. I'm actually leaving out of here um, tomorrow for Las Vegas, and I will be at Blush in uh, the Win for um, Magic. There's a fashion show, so I will be there and. Uh, I come back to Los Angeles and I fly out to um, Rhode Island. I have a show in Rhode Island. Oh, I love Rhode Island. Um, huh? I love Rhode Island. It's nice over there. Yeah. So I will be in Rhode Island at the Pearl. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And then um, I leave from Rhode Island, and I have a show um, in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to because the weather there is beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just have a ton of shows. And, you know, if you go to my MySpace, um, you should be able to see all my different shows. It's uh, The show in West Palm Beach is at Dr. Feelgood's. Okay. So, um, and then from there, I go to Atlanta, and um, yeah, I'm going to be hosting a party with um, Jamie Foxx. Well, so it's fun. Check you out, hosting with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, your, your official website is under development, right? It is, which is why if you go to um, kiajonesmusic.com, it'll route you to my MySpace right now because it is under construction. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be beautiful once it's up. But for the meantime, while they're working on it, the best way to connect with me, find out what's going on, listen to my music, and hear anything going on with my shows is, you know, MySpace. You'll see all my shows listed, mm-hmm. the flyers, all the details. So if it's in your state or area, you can come. Yeah, definitely go see Kaya Jones perform. Go see her do her thing. This is a girl that's, I know it, that is going to be something big in the years to come because going solo is probably the best thing that you've ever done uh, with your career. And you can tell your mama I said so because she was right. (laughs) I will tell her. She was right. Uh, Kaya, I want to thank you. I know you have a lot of things going on. You took time out today, and I appreciate that. Of course. All right. Um, I, I, I didn't want to touch on anything. Or I didn't want to take anything away from the, your, your time with the Pussycat Dolls, but I don't, I'm don't. i not interested in that right now because you're solo. <laughs> and, and that, you know, that, that's, that's a chapter closed, and now you have a new chapter going, and that's what, what our listeners were more interested in. Uh, you are going to reach yeah. new heights, and you are gonna, you, you're, you're going to skyrocket, and I know it. Um, so I want to thank oh, you. Oh, I appreciate it. And I, and I, um, I hope that, you know, it's what you're expecting and more. I think it is. And hopefully, you know, you won't, you won't forget about us. And maybe we can have you on the show uh, when you're, when, in the next few months. So maybe uh, when you have other things going on so we can get an update. Oh, definitely. I would love to. Yeah, you say that now. We'll see. We'll see what happens when you become big. But I, 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 don't, I don't think No, you're, you're, no. Trust, trust. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Never believe the hype. There, there you go. <laughs> but I, no, I think that you are a real person. I, I, this, this interview went differently than I thought it was, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. You, you, oh, that's good. You, it's, you, it's better to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you won me over. Uh, hey, I'm done. Uh, so, Kaya, I know you, you got to go. So, as we leave, Kaya Jones, I want our listeners to hear her new single, Hollywood Doll. And they can get that on Amazon. Uh, it, it, when is that available? ITunes. Is that it's available now? It's available now. You can get it on iTunes, okay. Amazon.com, Rhapsody. Get the ringtones as well. It's out. And uh, it's, it's available. Awesome. All right. Support and the video's this, on YouTube. YouTube. All right. Support this girl, Kaya Jones, as she, uh, <laughs> she rises to the top. And here is Hollywood Doll. Mind up, singing, you're the main attraction. All my girls see you fronting on them like you want some kind of action. So don't be hating on me, cause they want my satisfaction. In a closing scene, no way, no camera. 
Hollywood down. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.